Hello, everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Lowe. I'm a self-love and empowerment coach. I work with primarily with women and guiding them through creating intuitive plans to feel their best. Um, you know, that's my mission here is to inspire and empower other people to love and to lead in their life. And I think we all have different moments in our life that we have to take the lead. We have to decide what we want and decide that we're going to take steps forward. Um, I saw this quote and it was called, it, it was something around like, choose your heart, you know, that no matter what, things are going to be difficult and it's going to be challenging. It's going to be hard, but we get to choose our heart. We can let the heart be that we're in progress, working towards something that we care about or a goal that we have, or we can let the heart be the feeling of being stuck and, and the feeling of not being able to move or being like trapped. You know, if you ever find yourself feeling like you're trapped in a corner, you know, that is, that is the mind feeling fear, feeling scarcity, feeling a sense of, I don't know if I can do this, you know? And when we have those moments, it's the first thing that really helps me with those types of feelings is connecting back to my body. Because oftentimes I am racing with anxiety. If I'm feeling up against the wall, you know, around finances or around um, relationships or around like decisions that I don't know, or if I'm feeling like, you know, especially like when stuff was happening in 2020 with the restrictions around travel, I felt so caged and it was really like a psychological fear of like being, um, controlled. Um, and so the best way like for me is to connect with my body because my, if I'm having that, those types of anxious feelings, then I'm creating all these potential circumstances that are way worse than what the reality actually is. So connecting to my body is simply noticing what's going on with my body. Am I wanting to lay in the fetal position? Am I actually laying in the fetal position in bed, like overthinking? Um, are my shoulders tense? Are they slouched? You know, how can I open my body up to help open my mind up? And so I just first like connect with my body by dropping the shoulders, taking a big breath and realizing like, oh shit, I haven't taken a deep breath in a while, right? Because breathing is one of those interesting things that's always happening, whether we're doing it consciously or not, it's going to, our body's going to keep working for us. It's always going to keep doing the best that it absolutely can until we die. Like quite literally, it's, it's working for us, working with us, keeping us alive the best that it can. Like every single cell absolutely loves us and is just doing the best that it can with what it's given. Right. And that's why, I mean, just straight up little plug here. That's why I'm so obsessed with Organifi green juice. And I talk about it all the time because we can give our mind and, um, our environment, you know, and feed it with positivity and, uh, understand our emotions so we can best show up so we can show up with confidence so we can create a life that we really love, you know, but there, there's still a nutrition aspect of what we're putting into our body and how that's affecting our brain chemistry and how that's affecting our hormone levels and how that's affecting our, our heart, you know, um, quite, you know, in a physical way, but also whenever we're doing something for ourselves that we know is good for us, we feel more confident and we're, and we're, we get a little hyped up and we're like, well, what else can I do to, to, 
to feel my best or to take care of myself or to be that healthy person? Like, what would a healthy person do? You know, that question has helped me so much, so many times. It's like, what would a healthy person do? Because for a long time, I didn't identify as someone that was healthy because I had such a perfectionistic view, this all or nothing perspective that I was so critical towards myself. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not a healthy person in comparison to people like that, you know, and then like cue comparison. Um, and so, you know, Organifi Green Juice has all these different superfoods that supports the body and the stress hormones. And so there's a link in the show notes. Um, if you want to check that out, I have, a, I'm an affiliate with them because I am obsessed with them. So I reached out and I was like, can I have a discount code? Can I like, what is your, what does it look like to be in your space and be in your sphere and like promote your company? What does that look like? So they're one of the sponsors here at Joyfully Podcast. So yes, what we are putting into our body really does matter and really is important to look at. But then like, let's go back to the nonverbal um, communication that's happening with the body, what the body is doing and what the body is communicating and how we can actually influence the mind by changing the state of the body. And so there's actually an incredible TED talk about this. It's called the power pose. And they did studies of, you know, testosterone boosting, which creates a sense of confidence and power and authority just by standing up with your arms up in the air, kind of this like Superman kind of a pose or like, you know, like you're like, Hey, you're putting your arms out and taking up space because when you're taking up space physically, it, it kind of does something with the mind. And that's what really we're needing to, to, to learn here is how to take up space, how to allow yourself to share your thoughts, your needs, your experiences, how to take up space within your own time. If you're someone that's constantly giving to everyone around you and you're feeling drained and you need time for yourself, but you just don't know what that looks like, you know, quite literally taking up space and, and sharing what it is that you need and then taking action on it. Um, And so this idea of taking up space can first start with the body. What's happening with the body? And even like hands on the hips, you know, like the super other Superman where it's like, you know, um, the power pose of authority where your elbows are out, hands on the hips, you know, that even just standing in 30 seconds, I like to go out in the sun and just like 30 seconds, you know, it's not like it's this big, long thing that you need to do. But it's just something to notice, okay? Something that is free and accessible and um, very easy to do that can make a slight shift. And so that's the thing is whenever our mind starts to go down a spiral of fear or anxiety or worry, um, we just need the slightest shift to start to change and move the train in a different direction. You know, I use this analogy of of, um, find the train, slow it down, turn it around. Because the thing is, if you have a train of thought that's going really fast and it's picking up speed in the direction of feeling fear around a certain thing, um, it's going to take a minute for it to slow back down. You know, you can't just stop a train and flip it around. Like it just is not going to happen. It's just going to be like a freaking train wreck. (laughs) Um, And so it's okay to once you realize like, okay, I am experiencing a lot of fear about this, simply realizing that there's fear there alleviates some of the fear. It's ironic because it's like, once we can call it out, it isn't so mysterious. It's like, okay, what am I afraid of? What is like that worst case scenario? And then what is the best case scenario? Like, let's have some balance. What's the worst case? What's the best case? And play out the, it's actually important to play out the worst case scenario because oftentimes the worst case scenario isn't that 
bad. And they've done all these studies that like 88% of our worries never actually happen. It's just the mind trying to protect itself in this in this interesting, very interesting way of like, how can I anticipate all the worst things in case they happen? So then I'm prepared because then it gives me this false sense of control. You know, it kind of comes back to that false sense of control or that fear of being controlled and wanting to have control over our life and whatever that looks like. But it's all kind of an illusion. You know, what does it mean to have control over our life? You know, and maybe just reflect on that for a moment within yourself. What does it mean to have control in my life? As we're approaching this, we're in this new year, and that can bring excitement and this sense of newness, or it can bring a sense of anxiety or dread or this like, oh, am I doing enough? You know, these these um, self-deprecating thoughts. And sometimes it's important to kind of look at where am I actually not satisfied and and not okay that that I'm I'm fed up enough to make a change or I love myself enough to make a change. You know, it's important to look at those things because um, that agitation is often that that friction of like, oh, I don't like what this is right now or where I am in this area of my life. That friction helps launch us into taking action. Um, but it's oftentimes a gentleness um, to take action than it is a force. And I think that we wait for this intense force, this intense pressure, this like getting all hyped up. But I think a sustainable, more sustainable way is to practice, like, how can I um, start making changes on things that I'm not happy with or things, you know, in the direction that I want to go in, in a gentle way. So then it takes the pressure off of it needing to look a certain way or to be this big quantum leap, healing, change, transformation and letting it be gradual. You know, I was looking at the podcast stats from the past four years for Joyfully You, and it is, it's it's nothing like glitz and glam. It's like a slow progression. You know, it's not super, it's not like this big sexy growth. It's like first year there's a couple thousand, and then that like doubled, and then that doubled, and then that doubled. But it's this incremental growth. It isn't like this skyrocket overnight success or whatever. And it's still growing. You know, this podcast is for a very specific woman. And if you've been listening for a while, then you're one of them where you're like, holy shit, she's talking directly to me. This girl's like my best friend. You know, and like I do that on purpose because I want to work and connect and support and guide and just like be friends with other women that have experienced the same types of struggles that I have. Because I I get you and I understand you and I understand that that desire to want to experience so many things and then that fear of missing out on something that might be great. So then it causes this like back and forth around commitment of like not wanting to make the wrong decision, but then also not wanting to feel confined into a box of to one thing. And this is why it's like this idea of being able to take gentle, messy action where it gets, you you get to be new, you, it, removing that pressure on yourself to have it be a quantum leap of change in your life and instead being small incremental steps of change and growth. So rather than glamorizing it or thinking it's supposed to be this big, grandiose transformation and it's going to be great and there's not going to be any challenges, you know, it's just not realistic. And so 
and I'm not saying that to like sound like a Debbie Downer of like, well, it's going to be hard. You're going to have challenges. But when we accept that that is normal, that it doesn't mean that it you're failing at anything, like then it's easier for us to navigate um, the potential obstacles that are in our way. And so what I would recommend for you is like as the start of the new year, um, I hope you checked out the reflection um, episode with Marie Barker. I just love that woman so much. And we talked a lot about, you know, setting New Year's reflections and setting goals. And one of the first questions is just asking yourself, what is the most important thing for me this year? What, what, or maybe not even this year, what is the most important thing for me over these next like two to three months, like these next 90 days, this first quarter of the year? Um, and like, what is that one thing that I can take action on? Maybe it's a habit thing, you know, because we have stuff that's like habits that lead to an overall goal, or maybe it's like things that are getting us in the process of feeling a certain way, you know, especially when it's an emotion we're trying to cultivate. It's hard to measure that, but we can measure things like that help create that emotion. So it's like, oh, I want to feel more calm. It's like, okay, well, what about going for a walk um, every day that helps create the sense of calm? Or what about creating a meditation practice that creates a sense of calm? And then all the different ways that we can make it, like make the goal easier, essentially, where we're breaking it into steps. Because if you're listening to this podcast, then I know that you have an all or nothing perspective in a lot of things where you want it to be just so fun and exciting. And it's so like dopamine driven of this, like, ah, this like inspired action and passion. But then like, if you don't feel it, it's like nothing's getting done. And so how can we create, um, these steps that even if you're not feeling totally energized, it's still possible to take them. Um, so I, I have a link that I'm going to put in the show notes to do a discovery call with me and I can be able to talk to you about what it would look like to maybe do a session or a couple months of sessions of coaching and guiding you through setting these goals and achieving these goals when you are someone who is very, um, passionate and you get excited and like sometimes easily distracted and, you know, procrastination can sometimes be a deal and it's like figuring out what are those layers below that. So I have different ways to like work together, but the link is just to do a free call for us to be able to connect. Um, and also I could be able to share other ways of coaching. I have like 90 minute sessions as well as 90 day programs, um, where we work together privately. So that is just an option that is available to you. If you've been getting a lot of value from the show and you wanted to talk one-on-one on some of the goals that you have in your life, or maybe you just need help in pulling out like, what are those specific goals? What are those things that are really important to me? I'm really good at asking those questions and pulling it out. And, um, so that's available to you, but there's also like a 15 minute free discovery call that we can be able to talk and connect and see if the tools and the practices and the ways that we create um, goals and the self-love journey, if that's something that can support you in your new year, then I'm happy to be on your team um, and and be in your corner um, because we all need support. I have a coach that I talk to every week and I have other people that are friends or therapists, people that um, I regularly am the one being supported. And so if you're someone that's always doing everything by yourself, like what's stopping you from just a 15 minute connect call, right? You know, it, I have it like scheduled out, you know, 15 to 30 minutes. So if you've ever wanted to hop on the phone and connect about a certain goal that you've been working on, the link is in the show notes. Okay. 
All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Joyfully You Podcast. This was fun. Um, Happy New Year. I'm so excited. There's some fun things happening within the podcast. We are almost to 100,000 downloads, and we're almost at the 200th episode. This is episode 190. And so this is my personal goal is like over these next 10 episodes of like hitting 200 episodes and at the same time hitting 100,000 downloads. We're about 10,000 downloads away, but you never know. You never know. I'm going to reach for the stars. (laughs) But this is the cool thing about setting the goals. It's like, I'm going to reach for the stars because I know it's going to stretch me to maybe, um, you know, there'll be more, a bigger outcome than there would be if I hadn't set a stretchy goal. But I'm also totally at peace if I don't hit the goal. I think the thing about setting goals is it's this feeling of like, oh my gosh, this do or die feeling that it's just so stressful that often people will avoid setting goals at all because it just, they... It's like goals is synonymous with failing when that's just a a flawed perspective, essentially. It's a disempowered perspective. But I I experienced the same thing for up until my mid-20s. I I didn't like doing that because I just didn't know how to set them in a way that felt possible without me having to hide and abandon the plan because it was just way too much and like not sustainable. So anyways, all right. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Joyfully You Podcast. There are links below for Organifi and for a free 15-minute discovery call. Um, I hope that you have the most amazing day ever and a happy new year. Happy 2022. And uh, I'm Kelsey Lowe, and I will see you on the next episode.